Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle Studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. There is some big news about the future of electricity, irrigation, and salmon in the Columbia River Basin last week. It came in the form of a leaked draft of an agreement between the federal government and a coalition of environmental groups and sovereign tribes. The coalition is suing over the dismal condition of salmon on the Snake River. The draft outlines what the federal government might do in terms of habitat restoration and alternative energy development if the four dams on the lower Snake River are removed. Longtime Idaho journalist Rocky Barker joins us to talk about how we got here and what this leak could mean. Rocky, welcome back. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. I want to start with this agreement, this leaked draft. What are the broad contours of it? Well, the broad contours, you know, this is a settlement of a court case that goes back on and off since 1993, uh, based on the Endangered Species Act. And the federal government has lost every single time this this case has been brought up. So they're now in, uh, they've been working uh, to try to reach a settlement in the latest version. Then uh, they were, the deadline was November 1st. And so they put it out, and then we never heard anything except that they had put given themselves a little more time until December 15 uh, to announce this uh, if there was an agreement or not. Well, then this uh, settlement uh, leak comes out, and uh, the folks on the other side, the uh, energy and uh, and uh, farm and uh, irrigation and uh, uh, shippers uh, came out and you know, released it and said, oh, no, this is terrible. This is um, this is saying that we're going to breach the four lower snake dams. And uh, so we really don't know what this thing says completely. But what it, I think what is clear is that the Biden administration is going to continue to show uh, the support it has for breaching the four lower snake dams, which the science has long uh uh, supported. Uh, the economics are have been there, but, uh, you know, culture and politics has not caught up. The, these dams currently provide power to something like three quarters of a million homes. Where would that energy come from if the dams were breached? Well, the first place will they'll come from will be uh, under this proposal as I understand it, we've already seen it start. The Nest Purse uh, are trying to, they have already built a uh, solar array and with batteries and are trying to turn that into uh, enough power to offset the uh, the four lower snake dams. And they're trying to do it with a network of tribes across the, north, the Northwest. And it's kind of a really innovative new way and since none of us have really seen the big picture of it yet, uh, we don't know. But uh, this this plan means this administration is going to support that and trying to expand it. And there already has been uh, federal funds uh, for that. So that's that would be the main thing. But I got to believe that, uh, you know, back in 2021, when Representative Mike Simpson uh, from our state uh, came out and proposed uh 
breaching the four dams and making everybody whole, he asked everybody, tell us what we can do, what we should do. And unfortunately, uh, he didn't get very many people from the energy industry or the other, essentially the other side, uh, to step up and tell their ideas. But I do think that when the train starts leaving the station, we're going to start seeing uh, some good ideas. We have seen those kind of ideas already out of Washington, where uh, Senator Murray and uh, uh, Governor Inslee have already said, we got to do this. But we need to make sure everybody's whole. Well, whole equals money. How much money are we talking about in terms of what the federal government says it might put towards new energy projects if these dams were taken down? Well, it's going to be billions of dollars. I'm not sure of an exact number. Uh, and uh, and how much of it is going to be uh, federal? Some of it might be private. And, and it won't be just the power. You know, we have to, uh, we're going to need to uh, find another way, an alternative for shipping uh, grain uh, to the ocean. We're already seeing some of that, again, in Washington, where they talked about it in the legislature. Um, and so we're seeing uh, the, the, other, the other folks who are, who are affected by taking out these dams are already being uh, addressed interestingly enough, by the, the environmental community is doing most of the lobbying for them. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the, the people who have not uh, been made whole are like the tribes because they don't have the fish that are a critical part of their culture. Despite tens of billions of dollars in federal infrastructure money over decades going towards fish passages or hatcheries or a huge infrastructure, it, it basically has been a, a colossal failure in terms of, of fish runs, as we've talked about many, many times over the years. What could all this mean for ratepayers in the Northwest? Well, I don't think it's going to mean as much as uh, the naysayers say, but it's going to cost money. It's we've always, but but it's going to cost money whether this happens or not. I mean, the big part of this thing to understand is change is happening. Climate change is happening, so that's going to have an effect on these things. Uh, there are all kinds of uh, our energy. Uh, our, our energy is in the middle of transformation right now. So there's going to be a lot of costs, but you know, though we can look on all kind of side. One one thing, I mean, they they can. Uh, there are alternatives that could include, you know, nuclear plants at uh, Hanford. Uh, there, I mean, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, one group, one side's uh, view. The other side needs to jump in here and say, well, we ought to do it this way, and we could do it a lot cheaper. Hmm. I mean, I think that, and the bottom line is. None of this is going to happen until Congress authorizes taking out those four dams. Well, this is a key point. I'm, so I'm, I'm glad you got to it. Let's, let's turn to this squarely right now. In other words, any presidential administration, it cannot unilaterally make this decision? No. I, I, there's prob there are people who argue that they can't. Uh, some of the folks uh, who are the ORCA uh, uh, supporters think that it could be done, but um, most people believe that it's going to take Congress to make this decision. And so it's a, it's a case of, you know, the Pacific Northwest, 
as long as I've covered this, has stood together against the rest of the, the rest of the country in support of its uh, its interest in terms of uh, public power. So I think for, you know the key here is for the re region to come together, uh, perhaps behind uh, Patty Murray, uh, perhaps uh, Senator Wyden and others who uh, can uh, uh, can get this get a proposal together that uh, meets everybody's needs. Although so far, it doesn't seem like that's happened. You, you mentioned the um, proposal put forward two years ago by Idaho, Idaho's Republican Congressman uh, Mike Simpson, um, who is in favor of breaching the dams. But it, it doesn't seem like his fellow Republicans in various Northwest delegations are at all on board. What do you see as the Northwest politics right now in Congress? Well, I think it's. I think this is a divided issue. It's been before. It was uh, everybody agreed. Don't breach the dams. Uh, we now are starting to see. I mean, we've got uh, the governor of Oregon. We've got the uh, uh, governor of Washington. We've got uh, Senator Murray. We've got uh, Mike Simpson. But we don't have anybody in, uh, else in Idaho politics uh, for this. And we're not. Uh, there's still some folks in eastern uh, uh, eastern Washington who are very much against it. Hmm. So it's a case of making the case for them, and we're going to hear that in the next few weeks. Uh, see if the Biden administration, uh, you know, reaches out to these people, and uh, you know, starts uh, it, it, it start continues. I don't say start continues a process that. Uh, can get people uh, all on the same page. How much do we know about who released this draft and why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who did it. Uh, uh, I saw it in a in an energy publication clearing up. Uh, so it probably came from uh, the energy side or from the uh, Republican uh, Congress uh, folks over in. Uh, Eastern Washington. But is your, is your I thinking, know. I mean, if that's the case, is your thinking that, that the idea was to scuttle a potential agreement to, to build public backlash before December 15th? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And if you look at the way that uh, the kind of things they're saying, they're not saying, you know, they're not really saying it's all bad. They're just saying we ought to have more say in this before they do this. They really need to get us all uh, to talk about all of this, and and so, you know, it's uh, uh, it's it's they're trying to play the politics to, that they frankly this is the same thing that's happened. I go all the way back to 19, uh, 1990 uh, before endangered the the fish were endangered. This is the way that these politics work in the in the region. But I've also seen them all when when things finally kind of turn. And I do think this is an inflection point. This may be the point, of course, if the election goes the other way, if if Biden doesn't get reelected, uh, everything's out the window. You know, uh, if, uh, if Trump is our president, I suspect it, it would all go back to, the, to stay the status quo. And it'll probably end up costing the, the region a lot of money and uh, it'll, cost, uh, you know, Idaho at salmon and Oregon, you know, the Grand Run, these these fish swim all the way up the Grand Run as well. And um, 
and we've already spent billions to try to keep them. And, uh, but just in the next couple weeks here, from what I've seen, um, neither the federal government nor the sovereign tribal nations or environmental groups have said too much about this leaked draft. Is it your assumption that within the next two weeks, the, the final draft will be similar to what was leaked? Yes, I do. I, I don't know. Now, it could go. I mean, it's it's. The reason it didn't come out the first was that they, the the litigants, the uh, including the state of Oregon, by the way, and uh, and the federal government did not actually reach the settlement. So there are still points everybody on the two sides, you know, are working on. And so uh, I expect, though, by December, if it doesn't come out December fifteen. I, then I think that the uh, lawsuit will continue, and you know it's 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 going to continue to cost people money, uh, the whole region without getting us. Uh, uh, you know, it, we either have a we either have the settlement we dreamed of for you know for a couple of decades, or we have a train wreck. So it's kind of that's where we're at. Rocky Barker, thanks very much. Thank you. Rocky Barker is a retired environmental writer for the Idaho Statesman.